Hello and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and the Multicultural Mess. Today we are talking about minorities and majorities again, and this time we are on the topic of refugees. Um, many people think it's just a label, but it's a huge labyrinth of narratives and underworld twisting and turning uh, to suit the, uh, the politics of its time. Um, and so today we're going to talk on a subject um, in under the umbrella of minorities and majorities. And a few days ago, um, the, uh, the United States made a, a start, made one of its many comments on, um, on religions and, and religions in India. And they said religious freedom in India takes a drastic turn downwards. And the Human Rights Commission gave India a thumbs down and put it on the list of, 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 of um, places like uh, Bangladesh, Burma, Myanmar, and, the, and, and talked about human rights abuses and genocides. Well, yeah, really. Uh, let's put it this way. The United States is led by a democratic, liberal, um, fake, secular, fake, multicultural, democratic party. Okay, They are in total control um, of the Muslim Brotherhood. If you know who the Muslim Brotherhood it is an Islamist organization that buys out governments to promote its agenda. Its agenda is to conquer the world and, and fill it with um, an Islamic narrative, Islamic people, and basically change the demographics of the planet to suit their colonization. So they are controlled in totality by the Muslim Brotherhood. Okay, and two of the agents of the Muslim Brotherhood are on, on the democratic um, main um, bandwagon. One of that is one of them is Ilan Omar, and the other is a member of the squad, and I can't remember her name, but um, I will get there. I apologize. Uh, so. The one in focus is Ilan Omar, and, and she is the agent of the Muslim Brotherhood, CARE, the um, um, CARE Society, and basically their only agenda on the, um, on the various committees and in the House of Representatives is to promote the Muslim narrative. The Muslim narrative, and obviously Muslims are not in power, they don't control the world like during the empires, and guess what? So they're victims. So if you're not in power, you're a victim. If you're in power, well, you know, you're still a victim as long as you, you're not controlling the world. Uh, you're not the boss, you're not controlling the finances, and people are not submitting to you. That's what they are. And so they will turn any narrative into their favor by throwing the victim card and so on and so forth. Now, in order to keep their base happy, um, they have to impose their narrative on everyone, on their base, and, and keep rolling this agenda of, of victimhood so that they can keep their lies up. And they obviously control the Democratic Party. In 2010, until 2010, they were allies of, of the Wahhabi Saudis. In 2010, they broke up. Uh, they had no alliance. 
and they had a lot of money okay that they get from halal meat and halal uh, undertakings and a lot of money that they i believe that they took from the saudis and never returned um we'll go into that uh, in another topic because that's a whole nother topic completely uh and then they had to find different alliances because muslim brotherhood doesn't have a country like like the saudis or or any other country they're not kings of a country um so they have to ally with people. And the only way to do that is buy out governments. And in North America, they have bought out the Liberal Party of Canada, which is Trudeau uh, and his liberals. And in, in, in the United States, they bought out Democrats. And obviously, their only goal is to change the demographics, have a demographic invasion in every country that there's no Muslims uh, to suit their agenda. Obviously, Sunni Muslims, not Shias. And... Beyond that is Palestine. Throw in the Palestine equation into this, into the, um, in, into the, into the basket, and guess what? Everyone goes, oh, victim, 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 victim. Uh, now, if you understand correctly, um, Palestine is um, is in modern day Israel. Uh, it's considered an occupied territory. And I'll leave it up to you to decide what you want to talk about it. How do you want to name it? Uh, but Israel, the, the country of Israel, uh, their government is in in alliance with or friends with allies with India and the and the Modi government. So obviously, anything that the Modi government does, they do not like. They have no idea about economics. They have no idea about narratives. They have no idea about the society on the ground. They have no idea about anything. All they care about is to break up the Indian government and and force the Indian government to look bad um, and to bring it down because they do not want the Indian government to support Israel. That's the only thing they want. Um they don't really care about Muslims on the ground. They don't give a rat's ass about the Muslims on the ground. They're just using Muslims as bait. Um, and so they have systematically uh, opposed Modi. Uh, Ilan Omar has gone to Pakistan and tried to say, oh, we must take over Kashmir. Obviously, Pakistan has two months of, of, of savings left. They, they can't even pay their bills. So, you know, this stupid talk, waste of time, waste of money, um, and trying to portray themselves as the, the truth tellers. It's just a narrative. It's a crap narrative to keep their slaves on a plantation. Um, but they are running the agenda of minorities and majorities, and they're the one run, running the agenda of behind the U.S. telling um, giving out a negative um, coding to India and saying your religious freedoms in India are taking a drastic turn down, and India is a in, in the religious freedom in India is under Hindu nationalist government, which is fascist, which is this, and the minority freedoms. Um, are at stake here. Oh my God, such a drastic, there's going to be a genocide. They don't want to look at the 1300 years they have created genocides and human rights violations on, on Indian soil. Um, 
from 7-Eleven AD. They refuse to talk about, they'll only talk about the Taj Mahal, how they created this great, uh, the great civilization of the Taj Mahal and so on and so forth and the Qutub Minar. But they will not talk about the genocides they created. All the slaves that they converted in, into, into Muslims to build all these, all these places. They will not consider that. They refuse to talk, oh, about genocide, because, oh, no, it's the past, it's the past. But, you know, Taj Mahal is the past, what are you talking about the past? So you don't want to talk when there's blood on your hands, but when there's blood on someone else's hands, or you force the other people to make believe that there's blood on their hands, then it's okay. But the three fingers pointing back you, at you, that's not okay. So anyway, this is an agenda, this is a narrative, and this comes under, oh, the minority freedoms. Now, who are they talking about minorities? Who, who, when you say minority freedoms, who are the ones that are only crying wolf over here? Who? Which are the people that are crying wolf? Or should I say the wolf, the sheep in wolf's clothing? Oh, I'll repeat that. I'll take that back. The wolf in sheep's clothing. Who are the wolves in sheep's clothing? Two groups in India. Because the rest of the groups are not making noise. When you say minorities, the only minority, two minorities are making noise are Christians and, and, and Muslims. Two groups who are relics of colonial empires. Basically, they're relics of colonial empires. So, from 7-Eleven, uh, the Arabs invaded Indian subcontinent through Sindh. And slowly they increased their place on the Indian subcontinent from North India to Central India to South India a little bit. And then slowly and slowly and slowly they lost them. And now there's not much left. Now, there's still 600 million Muslims on the Indian subcontinent. Um, and for this, 2 billion of us in all. But they've always been minorities. They've always been minorities. Islam has never been a majority. So why are they why are they cribbing? They ruled in some format or the other for 1,300 years. Why are they cribbing now? I mean, they should not have a problem. They should say thank you. In spite of being a minority, they still ruled. Why are they cribbing about minority states? Because they lost power. If they had any power, they wouldn't be cribbing. All these years, behind the table, behind the doors, they control the Indian National Congress to submit to their agenda. The whole agenda for the last 60 years was an Abrahamic agenda of the Indian Marxist Socialist National Congress. That's all it was. It was nothing else. They were working only to promote their vote bank narrative and their vote bank agenda. They did not care about the Indian subcontinent. They, the Indian National Congress did not in any way care about the Indian civilization. They did everything to suffocate and stifle the Indian civilization or the Hindic civilization that, that existed on the subcontinent for 10,000 years to the benefit, benefit of the Abrahamic religions, formerly colonial invaders. So that is one group that's screaming. They lost power, so now they're screaming. And the, and the other group that's screaming are the Christians. Another group of colonial invaders who invaded the land. And now that they've invaded the land and they lost power, all of a sudden they become victims. But how did you become victims when you had power for so long, when you controlled the land? If you were so great, you would not have had a problem, right? You would never have a problem. Why did you, why did you lose power in the first place? 
because you don't understand where cyclic. And now that you've lost power, all of a sudden you're, you're a victim, but why don't you go back to where you came from? No one stopped you. You don't have to stay. You're not a colonial empire anymore. Oh, but you've rebranded yourselves into religions. And so by the grace of God, now you are on the subcontinent. You're here for peace. You're no longer here to colonize our minds, but you're a victim. So where's your God? How come your God is, is, has made you a victim? If he's so great, if he's really great, then you're, you shouldn't be a victim. He should not be giving you any victimhood. You should not be, be a victim at all. How come your God's disappeared? Where did he go? To Mars for a holiday because he's tired of, of your goons, your Abrahamic goons? As an ex-Christian, I'm going to tell you that I'm sick of these people. And so these are the only two so-called former colonial empires, now victim minorities, who are crying. No one else. The Sikhs are not crying. The Jains are not crying. The Farsis are not crying. The many other dozens of small communities are not crying. Why only these two are crying? They're not really crying. They just don't like that they don't have any power and they have to submit to what they call as infidels, kufr, pagan, najat, shirk. They cannot fathom that they don't have power. Their supremacist mindset is now in a shock wave. They're being battered and butchered mentally because they can't run their regimes, their supremacist regimes and their ghettos, which they have placed us under. And their minority card is not working on their former slaves. We're leaving in bulk. Even if people ask us to stay, we say, no, we're leaving. We don't care about you. We're leaving. Sayonara. Don't call us, we'll call you. And because we're leaving, they can't do anything about it. They don't have the power to do anything about it. They're... Their loudspeakers on their mosques and their churches and, and whatever, what have you are not going down the drain. All of a sudden, they don't have any control anymore. And if this goes on, their ghettos that they call secular are going to dwindle into nothing. Because people are not going to be slaves forever. They have to leave their slavery if they want to have some type of peace. But they cannot control that. Not only that, we don't support this, this Abrahamic narrative anymore. We support the Indian government, point number two. The Indian government supports Palestine, sorry, should I say Israel. And as a result of which, the United States, led by the Democratic Party and the Muslim Brotherhood, are not very happy because it doesn't suit their narrative. Their goal is to eradicate Israel from the map. Now, whether you like the politics of Israel and Palestine, it's a whole different ballgame. It's not this topic. You have the right to have your say in the matter. But this is the reason why they're against Modi, why they're against the Indian prime minister, why they're against India. If we go back to being slaves, if we go back to being uh, ghettoed, secularists, we stay in our ghettos and we pretend that God is coming and we remain slaves, we do not question, then all will be nice and well. And of course, we'll take up for, uh, you know, 
the Muslim Brotherhood and their Palestinian cause, and we'll give Kashmir away, and we will we, we will not rise, we will not question, we'll become slaves and poor and poor and poor, and once and for all they can then overtake the subcontinent and make it an Islamic bastion again. But it's not going to happen. Because we're an ancient civilization, we're not going to give up our civilization. What the Abrahamic religions want is to give us, give up their civilization, sorry, give up our civilization to their benefit. For the simple reason is everything that they have today is because of the Indian subcontinent. Your mats, your geometry, your trigonometry, your science, your medicine, all comes from the Indian subcontinent. If there was no Indian subcontinent, there would not be the algebra and the geometry and the maths that we have today. But they've all rebranded it, taken off their souls and not told their slaves that it comes from the Indian subcontinent. And now they have to say the truth and they cannot fathom the truth. They cannot say that it's not Arabic numerals that we use. It's Hindic numerals, numerals that they, they use. They cannot say that. So they have to distort and pretend to be slaves and minorities and victims. Well, they didn't ask us. They only asked their goons in their ghettos. They forced us a narrative, forced us to remain in fear, brainwash us with fear, and then afterwards they tell, they, they pretend that they're speaking for us and religious freedoms are under, uh, um, have taken a drastic turn downward is what the headline says. Well, that's incorrect. Sorry about that. Well, let me tell you something. I'm just going to give you a quick statistic here. If you take a look at the refugees in this world, okay, any refugees, re refugee chart, take, go and search for UN refugee agency or any type of refugee statistics in this world, you will see the bulk of the refugees on this planet come from Abrahamic countries and they go to Abrahamic countries. So all these people here, they're not Hindus, they're not being killed by Hindus, they're not being discriminated upon about by Hindus, they're being discriminated by fellow Abrahamic people. 95, 90% of the refugees in the world come from Abrahamic countries. And India is nowhere. India is down on the list. They probably have just a few refugees, not much to say, talk about, literally nothing compared to to everyone else. I mean, India in 2020 send, what, not even 12,000 refugees out into the world? And that's it compared to the other uh, countries. I mean, of all these people, of all the noise that they make, they're not making noise about all these Abrahamic countries. There's no one making noise about Abrahamic countries which are uh, killing their own people, which are murdering, butchering, and ethnically cleansing their own people. But this one country that is not Abrahamic, oh my God, what a big noise about it. Why? If you, you care about religious freedoms, you care about religion, you should look at your own Abrahamic religions. Look at them and look at the refugees they're creating. How come the United States and their supremacist Muslim Brotherhood do not talk about that? How come? 
90% of the refugees of this planet do not come from non-Abrahamic countries. They all come from Abrahamic countries, and you can see the, the statistics on any, any map on the internet. You can research it yourself. And yet these people are talking about India. They are so concentrated in India because they know India's got money, India's got power, and they do not like power. They have brainwashed their citizens and their slaves that Abraham is the only thing way to go forward. Yet the stats show otherwise, that this Vedic country who was there before all these Abrahamic colonial empires came to be was the one who was right. And when they're all gone, the Vedic land that is India will still be standing strong. And this kind, this planet, which is an Abrahamic refugee factory, will go back to being human again. We will heal finally from this Abrahamic tirade and this narrative of victimhood and minorities, of ignorance and fake news. Because when you point the finger at someone, you don't define who they are. When you point the finger at someone, you show me a mirror image of who you are. I ask all of you to do your homework. Go take a look at the statistics of refugees on this planet, the UN Refugee Agency, and you will see the bulk of refugees come from Abrahamic countries. So to the United States and people of Abrahamic groups pretending to be, oh my God, the big bad, the big little victims, and the Hindus are bad just because they lost power. Just because they lost power. It's a fake news that we are not buying anymore. We're not minorities, and you are not minorities. You are slaves, you're relics of empires. If you do not like being a minority, change your mentality offload the baggage, spit out the garbage you've been brainwashed with, and understand that when you point the finger at someone, you do not define who they are, but you show me and manifest an image of who you are because it's your currents that form the waves. You want to be free. You want to you protect your land. You want to be one with your people. Change your mind. Change yourself. Do not point fingers at others. And that's the only way you're going to heal. That's the only way you're going to rise up. And that's the only way your country is going to rise up. Take your responsibility and you will get equal opportunity. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And till we meet again.